0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson, and I welcome you guys into this broadcast. On this beautiful Sunday morning today, I want to talk about abiding in God's judgment. And I'm going to be looking at the rise and fall of the nations, okay? The rise and fall of the nations. Um, This is a a very... important discussion um, that we're gonna have today. And I don't wanna spend too long on any point because there are a lot of scriptures that I need to get through in order to be able to um, put forth the the whole picture um, as God has impressed it on me. But we're looking at times past where the nations are concerned and then we're gonna look forward to the future where the 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 nations of the earth today are concerned and see what the lord most high is saying to us what does god require of us what is his mind and his heart for the 21st century saints okay and i'll submit to you right now that the lord most high's intention and his purposes for us have not shifted and they have not changed, okay? Time is but a created thing, okay? Time is a created thing that serves at the pleasure of the Lord Most High. It serves at the will of Almighty God, same as us, okay? So so we're, we're, we're going to look at the judgments of the Lord Most High, um, and we're talking about the rise and fall of the nations hallelujah so if you will open your bibles i want to read through some scriptures um, this morning starting at the 13th chapter of isaiah amen so father god in the name of jesus lord hallelujah not by might or by power but by your spirit lord i ask that you minister to your people lord jesus let every thought hallelujah be rightly aligned to your intention and your purposes for us, Father God. Lord God, you said that in the hour that we need to speak, Father, that you will give us the words that we need to say, Lord God, I lean on you for every word in this hour so that we can fully comprehend your heart, your mind, and your judgments concerning the nations, Father God. Speak to us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah show us your will. Show us your way. Show us what you require of us in this present day. Hallelujah. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. We're abiding in God's judgments. We're looking at the rise and the fall of nations. As you know, we have seen Many nations have risen and many nations have fallen. And I submit to you this morning that a nation becomes great because God allows it to be great. A nation falls because God allows it to fall. A nation is destroyed or becomes desolate because Almighty God allows it to be destroyed and become desolate. God Almighty is sovereign over the nations. Okay, he is sovereign over the nations. The book of Isaiah, chapters 13 through 23, show us God's judgment of the nations. Okay, and so you know, I didn't want to unpack every single chapter from 13 through 23, but I really what I really want to do is capture God's judgment of each of these nations. Okay, and so he's judging. Ten nations, all right? Gentile nations, those are um, the nations outside of the nation of Israel. But we also will see this morning God's judgment concerning his people, okay? God is not partial. He is the creator of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. And the same way he judges the unrighteous, he also brings forth his judgment to the righteous. Hallelujah. So let us see what the Lord Most High is saying. And I think it is also important, one, that we also, as I lay this foundation, is consider the fact that God is long-suffering, right? The Lord Most High is long-suffering. Any of us who know Him, who believe in Him, you know, we, we, we do right, we do wrong. We do right, we do wrong, right? And we we repent and we turn and it's it's a swing. It's like back and forth with this thing, but God has been merciful to us. And we know that he is long suffering. The word of the Lord tells us in second Peter chapter three, verse nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some people count slackness, but is long suffering toward us not willing that any man should perish but that all come to repentance this is the will of god that all of us come to what repentance what is repentance it is a turning of our heart away from the things of the world away from sin away from unrighteousness right turning our heart back to a loving holy and righteous god a loving holy and righteous savior That is repentance, okay? Does God ask us for perfection? Absolutely not. If the Lord Most High knew that we could be perfect, there would be no need for a Savior. Hallelujah. But we need the Savior. We need Jesus Christ. We need His atoning sacrifice for our sins so we know that we're not perfect. Hallelujah. But the Lord Most High covers us. And um, He is long-suffering. He is long suffering. And He gives us time to turn. He gives us time to repent. He gives us time to get it right. Hallelujah. And we know that His grace is sufficient um, for us. Hallelujah. So God is long suffering. He waits for our repentance. He's waiting for our heart to turn back to Him. This is what he calls for. This is what he asks for. Even as he said in the second chapter of Joel, he said, don't rend your clothes. He said, rend your heart, right? Because a lot of times we can show the actions of repentance, but there is no true repentance in our heart. But the Lord Most High says, rend your heart. Hallelujah. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in kindness. Hallelujah. And he relents from doing harm. And so as we look at these nations that the Lord most high has judged, these nations that God has brought low, it wasn't like he just overnight decided to do it. You know, he relented for years. He relented, you know, for generations, waiting for them to turn, waiting for them to 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 trust him, waiting for them to choose a life of holiness and righteousness before the Lord Most High, yet they continued to rebel, not because they didn't know, not because they didn't see his mighty hand at work, um, but they just had a heart that was always turning away from the living God. And then there were those nations who simply did not know the Lord Most High. Hallelujah, but the Lord Most High relents, you know, and He He, he he's not hasty in anything. He's long-suffering. As a matter of fact, you know, the fruit of his spirit is what? Long suffering. If we go and we read the fruits of the spirit, one of them is long suffering. This is a fruit of his spirit. This is his character. This is who he is. Hallelujah. And so we got to understand that because when we start talking about judgment of the nations, when we start talking about The destruction of of systems that man has come to rely on, that makes people look at the Lord Most High some type of way. Like, he's not a just God. Like, he's not a loving God. Like, he's not righteous. But he is. And he's patient. Hallelujah. And he tells us, don't put your trust in the systems of man. Put your trust in me. Hallelujah. Because heaven rules over everything hallelujah Ah, hallelujah thank you lord so so we're looking at the announcement of the judgments through the prophet isaiah okay and everything that isaiah speaks comes to pass it eventually happens as he says it okay now the common theme across all these nations is that they were rebellious against god wicked nations Adulterous nations, they engaged in idolatry, they had all types of false idol gods, they had great pride and arrogance, Um, they lacked trust for the Lord Most High, they lacked reverence for the Lord Most High, okay? They were in a state of rebellion against God. All right. It's just that I I, I hear you. I see you, but I'm not I'm not going to align. And that's that's what we've got to be careful about. Hallelujah. Is that we don't get to a point to where our heart becomes hard before the Lord most high. Okay. We don't want our hearts to become hard, but the, the, the hearts of the leadership of these nations and the heart of the people have become hard. And so the Lord has prophesied judgment and has prophesied destruction. I'm going to go quickly and share with you each of the judgments over these nations. Hallelujah. And as we go to chapter 13, I want to read at verse 11. Um, Isaiah chapter 13, verse 11, the word of the Lord says, I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will end the arrogance of the proud and humble the insolence of tyrants. I will make humans rarer than gold, scarcer than Ophir's pure gold. I'm going to move to verse 19. It says, thus, Babel, that jewel of kingdoms, talking about Babylon, Babel, that jewel of kingdoms, the pride and glory of the Chaldees or the Castem. Uh, will be like Sodom and Gomorrah. What happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Why was it destroyed? It was destroyed because it was a wicked nation practicing all types of obscene, blasphemous behavior, lust, rebellion, wickedness against the Lord Most High. They had no desire to turn, no intent, no willingness to turn. They were sold out. And so the Lord Most High pronounced what? Judgment. And he said that Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed. And this was when Abraham... Sent for his nephew Lot. He began to negotiate with God, saying, Lord, if we find one righteous, will you spare the city? And the Lord most, most high was like, Yeah. But there was none righteous in the city. And so the Lord judged that nation. Hallelujah. And so here in this 13th chapter of Isaiah, God is saying that Babel, the jewel of kingdoms, will be like Sodom and Gomorrah when it is overthrown by God, hallelujah. Chapter 14, the word of the Lord says at verse 24, Adonai's vow, that is the Lord of hosts, has sworn just as I thought it, it will occur. Just as I planned it, so it will be. I will break Assyria, hallelujah. I will break Assyria, another nation in my land. I will trample him down on my mountains then his yoke will fall off of them. His burden will be removed from their shoulders, right? These are those, even the nation of Judah, who have been taken captive by the, by the Assyrians, right? The Lord says what? I will break them. He says at verse 26, this is the program planned for all the earth. This is the hand stretched out over the nations. Adonai's about that is the Lord of hosts in Hebrew has made his decision who is there that can stop him he has stretched out his hand who can turn it back when the Lord most high stretches out his hand when he makes a judgment about a thing it will come to pass so not only is he gonna break Babylon but he's also going to break the Assyrians let us go to chapter 15 the word of the Lord says this is the prophecy about Moab, another nation. It says, the word of the Lord says, the night R is sacked, Moab is ruined. The night Ker is sacked, Moab is ruined. He went up to the temple to Deborah and to the high places to weep on Nebo and Medeba. Moab is howling. Every head shaved bald. Every beard cut off. In the streets, they wear sackcloth. On their roofs and in their swears, everyone howls and weeps profusely. Why? Because the Lord Most High is wreaking destruction on the proud nation of Moab. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says at verse 13, Um, Chapter 16, verse 13, the word of the Lord says, This is the word of Adonai, spoke against Moab in the past. But now Adonai has said, Within three years and not a day more, as if a hired worker was keeping track of the time, the glory of Moab will be brought into contempt. Despite its large population and the surviving remnant, will be few and feeble. So there will be a small remnant of Moab to survive, but the nation, hallelujah, will be destroyed because of their pride and because of their wickedness. Chapter 17, this is a prophecy about Damascus. We're talking about the fall of the nations. Damascus will soon stop being a city. Imagine that. God speaks and says that this nation, these people will stop being a city. They can't wrap their mind around the prophecy because they're sitting up thinking, how? (laughs) We've done so much. We've come too far. There's no way that we can be brought down. But listen to me, when God speaks, so shall it happen. The word of the Lord says, Damascus will soon stop being a city. It will become a heap of ruins. The cities of Aurora will be abandoned, given over to the flocks, lying down undisturbed. Ephraim will have no defenses. Damascus will cease to rule. And Aram's survivors will share the fate of Israel's first sons. Chapter 18. Hallelujah. We see the word of the Lord says at verse 1. Talking about the destruction of Ethiopia. Woe to the land of whirring wings beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. They send ambassadors by sea across the water in papyrus reed boats. Go swift messengers to a nation tall and bronze, to a people feared far and near, to a strong and conquering nation whose land is divided by rivers. They're going to try to form an alliance. They're going to see... Um, a negotiation for peace. Why? Because they don't want to be destroyed. Hallelujah. But the alliance that we must form is alliance with the Lord Most High, not with man. Man cannot protect us against the judgments of Almighty God. Hallelujah. But the, the, the nation of Ethiopia, they're making their best effort. They're going to form an alliance. Hallelujah. To see if they can survive. The word of the Lord says at verse five, for before the harvest, when the flowering is over and the bud becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the branches with pruning knives, lop off the twigs and take them away. They will all be left to the vultures in the mountains and to the wild animals in the fields. The vultures will feed on them in the summer and the wild animals, hallelujah, of of the fields in the winter, the prophecy against Egypt that chapter 19 says, "Look, Adonai is riding swift on a cloud, on his way to Egypt." Listen, he's here. <laughs> these these nations were so proud of what they had done, what they had achieved, what they had built up. They have become what they believed to be self-sufficient. They don't. They they have forgotten that without God we are nothing. Without God we can do nothing. Hallelujah. Even the ability to have wisdom to, to to construct ideas, to have ideas, all of that comes from the Lord Most High. We must always maintain a humble posture before God Almighty. But they didn't. You know, they were proud of the works of their hands, and so they rebelled against the Lord Most High. But the word of the Lord says, Adonai is riding swift on a cloud on his way to Egypt. Before him, Egypt's idols tremble. Egypt's courage melts within them. I will incite Egypt against Egypt. Brother will fight against brother, friend against friend, city against city, kingdom against kingdom. The courage of Egypt will ebb away within it. I will reduce its counsel to confusion. This is only God can do this. Hallelujah. He says, "You think you're so smart? You have I. I am the true living God, and you have created what you call gods with your own hands, and you worship them. You 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 give them credit." That is not due to them. You give them glory. Something that you have created. Something that has no power. Eyes but it can't see. It has ears but it can't hear. It doesn't even answer prayer. Yet you pray to it. You worship it. God says, "Mm mm-mm. Hallelujah. He says, I will reduce Egypt's council to confusion. They will consult idols, idols and mediums, ghosts and spirits. This is what they're going to turn to trying to figure out how can we get out of this? You know, how can we escape this? I will hand over the Egyptians to a cruel master. A harsh king will rule over them, says the Lord Adonai is about, that is the Lord of hosts that's chapter 19 listen chapter 20 um, here we go the word of the Lord says in the year that Sargon the king of Assyria sent his commander-in-chief to attack Ashdod he captured it it was at that time that Adonai speaking through Isaiah the son of Amos, said this is what the word of the Lord said this is what God Almighty prophesied he told Isaiah he said go and unwind the sackcloth from around your waist Take your sandals off your feet. So he did it, going about unclothed and barefoot. Isaiah, the prophet, walked around unclothed and barefoot. In the time, in time, Adonai, that is the Lord, said, Just as my servant Isaiah has gone about unclothed and barefoot for three years. That's some serious obedience. Of Isaiah. (laughs) Hallelujah. How are how obedient are we? Listen, he says, as he has gone out, gone about unclothed and barefoot for three years as a sign and portent against Egypt and Ethiopia. So will the king of Assyria lead away the captives of Egypt and the exiles of Ethiopia. Assyria is coming into Egypt and Ethiopia and is going to lead them out of their city into captivity. The word of the Lord says it that 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 um the king of Assyria will lead them away captive out of Egypt and the exiles of Ethiopia, young and old, unclothed and barefoot, with their buttocks exposed to the shame of Egypt. See, Egypt was the kind of nation that you could rely on when you got in trouble. Egypt was the kind of nation that they were like, listen, if you want somebody to go to war with you, you better get with the with, with, with the Egyptians, right? They're gonna have your back and you will win. No army will be able to take you. Form an alliance with the Egyptians, but God says no. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. It is a dangerous thing when we put our confidence in man, in the systems of man, in the armies of man. The Lord Most High says, trust him. Hallelujah, for be in alliance with the Lord Most High. So the Lord says, they will be dismayed and ashamed because of Ethiopia, their hope and Egypt, their pride. On that day, the people living along this coast will say, look what happened to the people to whom we fled for help. You came here for help. But all of y'all are going to get marched out naked. Because the Lord Most High has spoken. Judgment eventually comes. Hallelujah. Judgment eventually comes. The word of the Lord says, let me finish this verse. Look what happened to the people to whom we fled, hoping they would rescue us from the king of Assyria. How will we escape now? So they still were taken captive by the Assyrians. I'm almost through these fallen nations. The word of the Lord says at chapter 21, this is a prophecy about the coastal desert. Again, looking back to Babel, Babylon was an amazing, strong city of their day. The word of the Lord says, like whirlwinds sweeping over the Negev, it comes from the desert, from a fearsome land. A dire vision has been shown to me. The betrayer betrays, the spoiler spoils, Elam advance, Medeva, Mede, lay siege, I will end all growings. And so Isaiah goes on to say, he says, this is why my insides are wracked with pain. I am seized by pain like a woman in labor, wrenched by what I hear and aghast by what I see. God is showing him the destruction of the nations and he wants him to prophesy. Tell them what's coming. Hallelujah. Because not a single word that I've spoken is going to fall to the ground. Everything, as I have said it, is going to happen. Everything Isaiah, as I've shown you, is going to happen, even unto the people of the word, the Lord. The word of the Lord says at verse 10, chapter 21, verse 10: My people speaking about Judah now, who have been threshed, grain trodden down on the threshing floor. I am telling you what I have heard from Adonai about the God of Israel. The word of the Lord says at chapter 22, verse one, a prophecy about the valley of vision. The valley of vision is Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, judgment not only comes to the unrighteous, but it comes to the righteous. We who are supposed to be the righteous. The word of the Lord says, tell me what is wrong with you, that you have all gone up on the roofs, you city full of noise and confusion and boisterous excitement. Your slain did not fall to the sword nor did they die in battle. All your leaders fled together. It means they they ran out they they tried to get away. (laughs) All of your leaders fled together and were captured without the use of bow. All from you who were found were captured even though they had fled far away. This is why I said don't look at me Leave me alone to weep bitterly. Don't try to comfort me over the destruction of my people. Isaiah was, he, he was hurting for his people. You know, he did not want, you know, Judah or Jerusalem, Israel to experience this type of destruction. Um, but God judges, you know, he judges the nations. He has to. this is a form of deliverance you know Um, otherwise we would self-destruct like we would the word of the Lord says hallelujah um, for it it is a day of panic trampling and confusion from Adonai Elohim the that is the Lord God of hosts in the valley of vision hallelujah in Jerusalem so they're going to try to get away but they're not going to be able to they're not gonna be able to get away, they're gonna be destroyed. Let me go to the last one, then I'm gonna move forward in his teaching. The word of the Lord says, This is a prophecy about Tyre. Um, hallelujah. Chapter 23 of Isaiah, verse 6 says, Cross over the Tarshish. How you who live on the coast. See, it was it was um those who lived on the coast were very prosperous, right? Because there was a lot of trade going on and the ships were coming in and out okay so so here the word of the lord says is this your boisterous city whose feet long ago whose feet long ago in antiquity carried her off to found distant colonies they were so prosperous that they wanted to go in and establish other colonies verse 8 says who planned this against Tyre? who planned this against Tyre? the city that was once bestowed crowns, whose merchants are princes, whose traders are honored throughout the earth. Who planned this destruction? Verse nine says, Adonai is about the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts planned it to break the pride of all the arrogant, to humiliate all those who are honored everywhere on the earth. Listen, the common theme, again, amongst all these nations who were destroyed, what do we see? Pride. What do we see? Arrogance. What do we see? Rebellion against God. What do we see? Evil. Wickedness. Idolatry. You know, um, all types of sexual sin. People just living a life without any regard to the Lord Most High. Hallelujah. 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 The word of the Lord says, um, verse 15, chapter 23, when that day comes, Tyre will be a forgotten, Tyre will be forgotten for seventy years. This is Isaiah speaking prophetically again. The city is going to be forgotten for 70 years, which is a lifetime of a king. The word of the Lord says, after 70 years, its fate will be the same as that of the prostitute in this song. Take a leer, walk the city, you poor forgotten poor. Play sweetly, sing all your songs so that they will remember you. And after 70 years are over, I will remember Tyre. She will receive her wages again and prostitute herself to all the world's kingdoms, on the face of the earth. So what we see is we see the destruction of this nation, of this city, right? But hallelujah, the spirit operating um, behind all of that. We see the wickedness that we see in the nation um, will be resurrected in that nation, and and the nation will not rise up to and 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 live a life that is pleasing and holy and honorable, but the nation will be restored and will continue on in the same era, in the same era. Hallelujah. And this is why, you know, God has to judge nations. This is why it is so important that we pray for the leadership of our nation, right? Because even if the people, you know, you, you have some people who are um abiding in the Lord. If you have wicked leadership, that the judgment still will come. <laughs> you know, and 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 when destruction comes, it, it it impacts all. You know, there is there is no hiding. When it rains, it rains on the just and the unjust. And so we see that these nations were judged and that the Lord prophesied their their destruction. And it's important that the thing that we have to keep in mind as individual people and more importantly, as a nation, that no matter how prosperous we become, we must never put our hope and our confidence in the systems of man, right? And that is because that's where the pride and the arrogance come in, right? Um, all of these nations were, were were proud of what they had done. They were proud of what they had accomplished. And it's so easy to shift from trusting God to trusting in yourself, right? To trusting in your resources. Hallelujah. And so the Lord deals with their pride. God says, we, as his children, as his sons and daughters, we should be characterized as a people who trust in him, who, who don't put our confidence in the, um, the systems of man, but we should always live knowing that heaven rules over everything. Right? That's that's our mindset. Heaven rules over everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heaven rules over everything. Listen, it, it in our nation, right? And even in even in the nation's past, you know, we see all types of systems, right? There are uh, systems of science, right? Um, in America, we have a, a very a strong economic system, right? We have educational systems, we have uh, medical systems, we have systems of science, right? And as we can see, like even in our nation, like they're not using this this wisdom and this knowledge for good. You know what are they, they're using it to do? blasphemous things right uh god has created us the way we should be right so i should not not use science to try to alter myself to become something other than what god created me and i'm I'm speaking of uh change the changing of genders all right like trying to make it possible for um for for men to be able to carry babies that is not the way of the lord most high you know Um, And so, you know, what we can see in the systems of man is that there is a very, um, there is underlying all of this knowledge and wisdom is wickedness and ungodliness, right? And so, because the systems of man will always serve the The will and desire of somebody, you know, the will and desire of man, not the will and desire of the Lord Most High. God has already given us his system. This the system of the kingdom of heaven is already written in the word of God. Right. And so we have to decide, you know, for ourselves what system am I relying on, right? So we, we cannot afford to rely on the systems of man because all of these systems will be destroyed. It wasn't like God looked at Babylon and was like, oh, you know, because the, the nation is doing so great, <clears throat> they you know built up this amazing city. They've got trade and, you know, industry is thriving and all that. The Lord still destroyed it. He still destroyed it, you know? God does not have regard for the systems of man. Okay? We have to ensure that we are in alignment with the systems of heaven. Not the systems of the earth. We even have any earth religious systems, right? (laughs) You know, like even even in where Christianity is concerned, there are oh my gosh, so many variations of Christianity, right? These are all systems of men. Religion is a system of man. God says, I didn't call you or create you for the systems of man. I created you for relationship with the Lord Most High. That's not religion, that is truth that is understanding the origin of our existence that is understanding why we are here you know i am here because god created me to live and be in relationship with him that is union and communion with him in this space called time that's it and when i transcend time and go into eternity, the communion and the fellowship continues. This is what we were created for. Communion and fellowship. That is it. With the Lord most high. Communion and fellowship with the Lord most high, right? But so so we have to be careful to not um become dependent upon The systems of man, okay? Babylon symbolizes a world system that has been confederated against God, okay? That's what Babylon represents. Because even if we go over to the book of Revelations, what do we see? We see final judgment. We see judgment of the earth and judgment of the inhabitants of the earth. Right, and we'll we'll go there shortly, but it's important that we understand like all of these systems that man is creating, those are not empowered by the Lord Most High because people aren't relying on the wisdom of God in the establishment of their system, they're relying on the wisdom of the world, you know. They're relying on the wisdom of darkness, the kingdom of darkness and not the kingdom of light. And this is why, you know, the, their work begets darkness. Their work begets uh solutions and that are that are ungodly solutions that are not of God they're, they're not even really solutions but this is the the great deception that is at work under the sun and I want to read from the book of Revelations um so that we can really see you know what the Lord most high is saying to us um and so the point that I'm trying to make right now is simply that The wisdom of men is nothing in the sight of God. The wisdom of men is nothing in the sight of Almighty God. So we have to rely on Him. That is Christ, Yeshua, our Messiah. And know that heaven rules over everything. Now, let us go to the book of Revelations so that we can see the... uh, what the Lord Most High is saying to us and, and how has he characterized the destruction of the earth, right? Because all of the nations that I just read were were destroyed and everything that Isaiah the prophet spoke happened even as the exactly the way God said that it would happen. So if that happened, we go over here to the book of Revelations we say, well, what is the Lord saying to us today? Right? This will happen. Hallelujah. So I want to go to verse 2, chapter 17 of Revelations. All right. Amen. The word of the Lord says, chapter 8, chapter. Let me go to 17 first. The word of the Lord says at verse 1, chapter 17 of Revelations. Then came one of the angels with the seven bowls and he said to me come I will show you the judgment of the great whore who is sitting by many waters the kings of the earth went pouring with her and the people living on earth have become drunk from the wine of her pouring he carried me off in the spirit to a desert and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast filled with blasphemous names and having seven heads and 10 horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and glittered with gold. Listen to me, the Lord Most High is speaking prophetically, showing this vision to John. He says, the woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and glittered with gold hold on, where am I? Yep, precious stones and pearls. Hallelujah. In her hand was a gold cup filled with the obscene and filthy things produced by her whoring. On her forehead was written a name with a hidden meaning. What was the name written on her forehead? Babel the great, mother of wars and of the earth's obscenities. Hallelujah. What God is is showing us is the, 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 the principality, the principality driving the wicked nations, not just Babylon of past times, but we're talking about Babylon of the present day. Babylon of the present day. So the name on her forehead was Babylon the Great, mother of whores and of the earth's obscenities. Verse six says, I saw the woman drunk from the blood of God's people. That is from the blood of the people who testify about Yeshua. On seeing her, I was altogether astounded. Then the angel said to me, Why are you astounded? I will tell you the hidden meaning of the woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns that was carrying her. The beast you saw once was, now is not, and will come up from the abyss, but it is on its way to destruction. That's the outcome of the beast. It was, it's not now. But it's going to come up out of the abyss that is Satan. And it's on its way to what? Destruction. It is written. Listen. The word of the Lord says. The people living on earth whose names have not been written in the book of life since the founding of the world will be astounded to see the beast that was once. Now is not but is to appear. They're going to be astounded. They're going to be in awe of this beast. Why? Because they do not. They are not in Christ. They do not believe. They are unbelievers. They walk in darkness. So they're going to be in awe. The word of the Lord says, uh, this calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven hills on which the woman is sitting. Also, they are seven kings five have fallen one is living now and the other is yet to come and when he does come he must remain only a little while the beast which was and now is not is on is an eighth king the beast is an eighth king it comes from the seven and is on its way to destruction hallelujah the lord most high continues to reinforce the fact that the beast is on his way to what destruction hallelujah the word of the lord says the ten horns you saw are the ten kings who have not yet begun to rule listen to me we're talking about babylon being what a a uh the system of the world confederated against god almighty the word of the lord says that the horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet begun to rule, but they receive power as kings for one hour along with the beast. They have one mind and they hand over their power and authority to the beast, who is the eighth king. Listen, they will go to war against the lamb, Christ, hallelujah but the lamb will defeat them because he is lord of lords and king of kings and those who are called and chosen and faithful will overcome along with him let me read that line one more time hallelujah the word of the lord says they will go to war against the lamb but the lamb will defeat them that is the kings and the beasts because he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are called, chosen, and faithful will overcome along with Him. Hallelujah! Let me go straight to chapter eighteen. I want to read a verse for you. Chapter eighteen. Um, that was in that was that was chapter seventeen. Watch this. Chapter eighteen says. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. This is what I want to go back to. Back up to 17. The word of the Lord says, Um, well, let me just read the whole thing. Verse 15. Then he said to me, The waters that you saw where the whore is sitting, are peoples, crowds, nations, and languages. Hear that? They're people, crowds, nations, and languages. This, the, 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 the beast is. This satanic system rides on the people, nations, and languages, okay? Stay, stay locked in right here. The word of the Lord says, So the waters that you saw where the whore is sitting are people's crowds, nations, and languages. As for the ten horns that you saw and the beasts, they will hate the whore bring her to ruin leave her naked eat her flesh and consume her with fire for god put it in their hearts to do what will fulfill his purpose hallelujah what did i say god is sovereign over the nations to fulfill his purpose that is to be of one mind and give their kingdom to the beast it is already written that the beast will be what? Destroyed. They're going to give their power to the beast and the beast is going to be destroyed. Hallelujah. To give to give their kingdom to the beast until God's word have accomplished their intent. Verse 18, listen. And the woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. The woman that you saw with the golden cup with all the obscenities and blasphemies of the earth, the woman arrayed in gold and beads is what the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. We're talking about a satanic system of darkness, okay a satanic system of darkness that the Lord Most High is going to expose and destroy. How do I know he's going to expose it? When he exposes it, what are we going to see? Chapter 18. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority. The earth was lit up by his splendor. He cried out in a strong voice. And what did he say? She has fallen. She has fallen. Babel the Great has fallen. Who is Babel? Remember, go back. What was the name written on a woman's forehead? Babel the Great, mother of whores and of the earth obscenities. Who is the woman? The great city that rules over the kings. She rules over the kings. She rules over those who rule in the earth, okay? This is a satanic system. And this is why God is saying, do not put your trust and your confidence in the systems of man. Your trust and your confidence has to be in the Lord Most High and Him alone. Why? Because this system is going to fall. All systems of the earth will be destroyed. It is prophesied to us in this 18th chapter of Revelations. She has fallen. Babel the Great. She has become, watch this. What has she become? What has she become? She has become a home for demons. A prison for every unclean spirit. A prison for every unclean hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of God's fury caused by her pouring. Caused by her doing what? Attempting and leading people into a life of darkness. Into a life of sin. Into a life of what? Simply a life that is unholy and unrighteous that is not the way of the lord leading them into darkness hallelujah she's fallen and she is a home for demons unclean spirits every unclean hated bird the nations drank her wine they drank of the wine of god's fury caused by her glory yes the kings of the earth went whoring with her and from her unrestrained love of luxury, the world's businessmen have grown rich. rich why did they drink? That's why they drink. They drank for wealth. They drank for what? Riches. They drank they drink for what? Fame. They drank for what? Power. All of these things that are important to people, <laughs> to to the, the leaders of our nation. What do they want? They want money, power, respect, and fame. All of these things. But the Lord Most High says, what would a profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Yes, your soul is on the table. Watch this, because the word of the Lord shows us this. Goes on to say, for all the nations have drunk. I, I read that. Let me let me keep going. He says, then I heard another voice out of heaven say, my people come out of her so that you will not share in her sin. See, and this is the way of escape. God says, and in everything I provide for you, a way of escape. He says that, to his people he speaks directly and he says come out of her come out of the systems of man come out of the system of babylon come out of this worldly confederation against god okay the lord most high says come come out come out come out come out this is what god says hallelujah so the lord says be in the world but don't be of the world he says you gotta learn how to navigate we must navigate the systems of the earth but we got to stay right before god we can't put our hope and our trust and our confidence in the systems of man so how do we do that god says to us we got to come out you got to come out The where the lord says in second corinthians chapter 6 let me go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where the Lord says at verse 14, do not yoke yourselves together in a team with unbelievers, for how can righteousness and lawlessness be partners? It won't work. The word the Lord says, what fellowship does light have with darkness? What harmony can there be between the Messiah and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement can there be between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And God said, I will house myself in them. Hallelujah. And he speaks to us this morning. He says, come out of her. Come out of her. Don't be driven by the desires of the systems of men. Hallelujah. He says, I will house myself in them. And I will walk among you, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, Adonai says, go out from their midst and separate yourselves. This is is it. This is what we have to do. We must separate ourselves. Hallelujah. We must never become dependent and reliant upon the wisdom of man and the systems of man. Hallelujah. With everything that we do and every choice that we make, we've got to be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah! Because this this satanic principality has the leaders of the earth <laughs> under a great deception, and 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 God is already showing us this. And it's it's interesting because we use. These systems of men to, 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 to teach our children. Right, um, we we rely on these systems for so many things. And I mean, it's crazy because you know you talk to some people and it's like, <laughs> you know, where where the government is concerned, nobody knows is the government telling the truth. It's government lying. You're right, right? It's 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 just crazy. We, we and we already know we don't even really have confidence, um, which and we should not rightfully so. The Lord Most High is already telling us what it is. He says, I am telling you what is driving the nations, the wealth of the nations. I am telling you what is driving this. It is Babylon, the great. That satanic system, a principality ruling in the earth on nations, on people, of (laughs) all tribes, creeds, languages, Hallelujah. The enemy is at work. And so the Lord says to us, go out from their midst and separate yourselves. He says, don't touch what is unclean. He says, then I myself will receive you. In fact, I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters. So this is the way that the Lord most high tells us to go. God says, rest your hope and your confidence on him. Hallelujah. Pray for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven hallelujah so i'm gonna stop right here but i want to continue on talking about how we have how how do we live in the world and not be of the world you know and i think the in the book of colossians go and read it in your personal time because I feel like that letter to the church really outlines um, an excellent example of, you know, how we are to be in this world, not depending on the wisdom and the systems of man, but truly dependent on the wisdom of Almighty God, you know, and, and trusting Him and relying on Him alone. Um, in Colossians, we also see very clearly what God through Christ Jesus has accomplished what his mind and his heart is for us in the earth and not only that but you know what his heart is for us his how great is his love for us okay and so go and read that and I want to pick up there later this week and um just walk through Colossians with with us hallelujah again because the 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 systems of the earth are their satanic systems, period. You know, and so we have to live by the spirit. (laughs) We must be led by the spirit of God. You know, we can't be so quick to consume everything that we're given, you know, um, or think that these, these leaders have, our best interest at heart because they don't. They don't. They, they they are driven by this principality that we read about in the book of Revelations. Hallelujah. The system of Babylon. Babylon the Great is alive and well. Alright? It's not a, a city. It is it is, it is a satanic system, principality at work amongst the leaders, kings of our nations this day. And yes, they will be destroyed. All of the systems of man will be destroyed. Okay? But what is God saying to us? To us, the Lord Most High says, come out of her. Come out of her come out of her. Who is her? <laughs> One more time. Who is her? Revelation chapter 17, verse 18. And the woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. Hallelujah. On her forehead, chapter 17, verse 5, on her forehead was written a name with a hidden meaning. Babel the great mother of whores and of the obscenities of the earth. I saw the woman drunk from the blood of God's people. What does she want? The blood of God's people. The blood, the destruction of God's people. Okay. That is from the blood of the people who testify about Yeshua. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the word of God for the people of God today on About Forever. Thank you guys for tuning in. Listen, hallelujah. I just want to pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I just pray today that your will, your will be done in the earth. Hallelujah, Lord God. Your kingdom come. Lord, we know that no matter how great, No matter how powerful the nations and the leaders of the nations believe that they are, Father God, there is none greater than you. There is nobody higher than you, for you are King of kings. Hallelujah. You are Lord of lords, Father God. And we thank you today that you have already written the beginning and the end, Lord Jesus. Teach us, Father God to abide in you, to abide in your will, to abide in your way, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, for the saints to hear your voice. Hallelujah. And that every son and daughter of the Lord Most High will come out of the systems of man, Father God. And that we will rest our hope and our confidence wholly on you, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord, that we will trust you for everything required for this life, that we will trust you for the wisdom that we need for every day. Hallelujah, that we will trust you and we will rely on you as a compass and a guide for how to navigate in this dark world, Father God. Hallelujah. May we hear your voice this day. And may we be a light to others in this dark world. Hallelujah. Pointing the way to everlasting life, Father God. Not by might or by power, but by your spirit. May we be led by you and rely on, hallelujah, you. The kingdom of Christ. The kingdom of our Lord. Jesus Christ, our Lord, Father God, we just thank you this morning for your word. Bless all who hear, Father God, and all who obey. I pray this prayer with all expectation and hope in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. May it all be done and accomplished, Father God, according to our faith on this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. This is a forever. Emma. Thank you guys for tuning in um i'll probably see you guys later on this week we're gonna look into the book of colossians and um so that we can really see you know how the Lord most high requires us to um, be in this world and not of this world like god what does that even look like like how do i do it how do i not rely on the systems of man i gotta work you know, if I don't work, I don't eat. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta have a job. I've got to use uh, these systems as tools for livelihood. But so, how do I do that um, without shifting and becoming reliant on them uh, in a way um, that I am outsourcing? Hallelujah! My faith and confidence in God for <laughs> putting by putting my faith and confidence in um these systems of men hallelujah so we're gonna go to the book of colossians and unpack that see what the lord most high is saying to us but thank you guys for tuning in to abide forever um if you want to listen to uh, the broadcast, about forever is on spotify uh you can find By forever on youtube um but yeah, this is this is this is it. I'll be back later this week and then I'll be back next Sunday to continue on through the book of Isaiah picking up in chapter 24. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.